Cahen is sponsored in part by Soulcraft Brewing, Salida's hometown brewery, offering a large selection of traditional and seasonal craft beers. Their spacious patio features cozy fire pit tables for outdoor warmth on chilly days. Fresh food is served daily at the Soul Shack food truck, featuring snacks like wings and pretzels, and full meals like sandwiches, burgers, and a delicious brunch on Sunday. Soulcraft is open daily for happy hour, lunch, and dinner. Cahen is supported in part by Little Red Hen Bakery, located at 302 G Street in downtown Salida. Little Red Hen specializes in hometown fresh-baked bread, bagels, and treats, all made with organic and local ingredients. A full menu, including the wood-fired oven schedule and daily specials, can be found on their Facebook page at Little Red Hen Salida. Cahen and Little Red Hen – just two hometown chickens working to keep Salida, Salida. Well, welcome, friends, to the second part of this uh, edition of On the Rails. We always mention that you can li listen to three years of podcasts of this show just go to khen podcasts and go back see what we were saying about train trips uh back then uh we had a lot more mexican trips in those days maybe we'll get some of our mexican rail riders back i hope so anyway but um so put your feet up there next to the old coal stove uh throw a few through more few more big chunks of coal on and uh, let's sit back and chat about the trip we just had last week on the Southwest Chief, uh, all the way to New Mexico, all the way to, to B.B. Plotz's new house. That was part of what we were doing. <laughs> we, I didn't know if I should mention her name, but that's who we visited down there in, in, uh, in Las Vegas, New Mexico. Well, it was a great trip. Well, what does anybody else remember about the trip that you want to yeah. share here? I'll uh, open this. Um, from Salida, we uh, all piled into a van and we drove down to Westcliff and then on to Trinidad. And during that stretch south of Westcliff, we had a very special sighting. We saw probably two to 300 elk come across the highway in front of us. I think there were about a dozen bulls and the rest were cows. There was nobody in front of us, no one behind us. That was very special. And uh, then we continued on our way to uh, Trinidad and got there midday. And Forrest, you can take it from there. Well, just to say that we were really impressed with talking with, with the mayor of Trinidad. He took, took time to come over and spend an hour with our, with our group and talk about how important the Southwest Chief train uh, really is to, to Trinidad. You know, that, like he says, it's not just public transportation. It's not just the fact that the train is going all the way from Chicago to LA or LA to Chicago. Uh, those, that's part of it. But something about the spirit of the town really inheres in that, uh, it, in that train. Yeah, the uh, mayor was a lovely gentleman. His name is Phil Rico, and uh, he's lived in Trinidad his whole life. Very polished, uh, small town mayor. 
Uh, Trinidad is what? Uh, what was the population there? About eight or 9,000. Okay, bigger than Salida. Lovely town, you know, historic, had a good lunch. And it was a very nice conversation with him. And he had many points that he brought up. Well, he's really interested in the, the future of the Front Range Rail. He wants to connect. He wants Trinidad to be part of that, that it goes from Trinidad all the way up to Fort Collins. He, he made a really good point about the, the link between La Junta and Pueblo, which is what they're also working on for a connection between Frontline Rail and the Southwest Chief. But he said, if you're going west on the Chief, why would you go all the way out to La Junta when you come to Trinidad and save yourself that time on the rail to go straight west from Trinidad and go east from La Junta? So I thought that was a real good point that, yeah, that, that front rail line needs to go to from Pueblo to La Junta and from Pueblo to Trinidad as well. Well, and we've got to get Spencer Dodge or some other members of a, the CDOT rail team, which they now call, I think they're two of them, so they're now a team. CDOT is interested in passenger rail a little bit, a little bit. And if CDOT means Colorado Department of Transportation. Anyway, well, some of those ideas are possible because, uh, you know, there's some stimulus money out there. Now, Forrest, you worked with him on the rail board, right? With Rico? Yes, the old uh, Rocky Mountain Rail Authority. I was on that. So he's been a real f- rail fan for quite some time. Yes. Oh, yes. Well, let's talk a little more about Trinidad then. If <clears throat> Phil Rico's ideas come to pass, and these by the are these are not new ideas. My God, we way back when I was on the rail board, back when before we had steam in the boiler. Why <laughs> we uh, we very much touted this idea of uh, Trinidad to uh, Boulder to Fort Collins, where there's existing rail and where there used to be rail transportation on the, the Santa Fe and the UP and so on. And so there's no reason why, since the rail's there still, no reason why we can't get that, that going and spend a bunch of that stimulus money, get ourselves stimulated here for for passenger rail, and uh, but we did a survey at that time, and this, and this was a while ago. This was 25 years ago, maybe, or 20, I don't know. But certainly what we got out of that survey is that there are a number of people who just, they just don't get the idea of getting on a rail car and going somewhere, even though they know they can, or maybe they don't know, but they should know, they could save a lot of time because they wouldn't be sitting there in that traffic jam on I-25 the whole time. But people are, are reluctant. I mean, it's it's just an idea that doesn't seem to enter their mind. And this exact point has come up with some of our guests before. They really feel like they are going to get the attention of the new ridership once the trains are running, because those trains are going to just blow by that traffic sitting still. And people are going to go, well, (laughs) wait a second, I could be on that train. I I grew a a portion of my life. I grew up in Chicago and my, my dad took the train daily downtown from a suburb. And then as I got a little bit older, he took the BART from um, uh, outside of the Bay Area into downtown San Francisco. Wonderful service, very much used. 
and it's probably used more now than it was when it was new because it gets popular. I lived in New York City for over 30 years, never owned a car. Never owned a car. Nope. So that's so it 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 can be done. A life on the rail can be done. But I must say that Trinidad's first order of business should be to have an indoor train station. <laughs> right. Rather than, rather than have to stand on the track in the cold morning waiting for the train to come by. I think they really need to uh, to find a place to put up a, a new station with a, a warm warming room. Yeah. And actually, I think uh, Phil Rico said, well, we do plan on getting at least a cover down there. (laughs) You are basically out in the in the elements. (laughs) Thank goodness we had good weather. Well, I think they rearranged that because it looks like the station is further on off from down the track uh, towards the La Junta side, because that new plat the platform there looks like it's fairly new construction. So I'm assuming that they just moved that down rather than putting the station back where it was. It was probably inconvenient for local traffic and for travelers to have a station that far away from where services are. It just I that was my that's only my opinion. I don't know if that's true. Yeah. And Forrest, do you know was that is that station at Trinidad? Is it still it may not be open, but is it still there? Oh, unfortunately oh. no. Well uh, when they built I twenty five. That's right. They had to come through and knock down the knock down the so there's not and they put up some an old board platform. This platform is a little bit better. It's at least uh, some composite material, but there's still nothing there but a sign that says Trinidad. So you <laughs> stand there and say, hmm, let's hope he's, he sees that sign and <laughs> let's hope he stops the train. And if they're really going to talk about three times, if they even talk about three times a day, a train from Trinidad all the way up the front range, all the way up to Union Station in Denver, uh, around through Boulder, uh, and on up. Eventually, we even thought it could even go up to Wyoming. I mean, if you're going to talk three three trains a day, which is what you seem like anything less than three trains a day wouldn't work. But um, you've got to have some swarm, someplace for people to do more than what we did. Now, we were lucky in that sense of the it wasn't exactly snowing. And I think Phil Rico knows, well, I think Phil Rico knows that. Of course he knows that. And, uh, you know, there's some stimulus money out there. Maybe we could stimulate a new, at least warmed platform somehow. But um, but anyway, all that aside, Trinidad really loves, they love Amtrak. They, they love the Southwest Chief. Uh, they love the idea of, of getting a regular... Regular hookup to the uh, to Denver, and uh, no reason why not. Uh, so let's 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 see if that can kind of come through. This is kind of a novel point on the Amtrak. Amtrak has quite a uh, reputation of not running exactly on time. And one of our guests who was on the uh, who, who was on the show a few I don't know if his show has aired yet. Another guy from Trinidad. Uh, Wally Wallace. He said that he noticed one day that, oh, oh, the train's here and it's here an hour or two early. 
It turns out it was the train from the day before. <laughs> Just kidding to uh, Trinidad. Well, I thought it was very apropos when we were talking about hot dogs that Forrest made the analogy of baseball with hot dogs and on the train. And I'm going, well, the train ride is a lot like a baseball game. It moves at its own pace. Sometimes <laughs> it goes into extra innings. And uh, so you just never know. Luckily, we, we, we looked up, excuse me, on the way down because it was on time. Mm -hmm. On the way back, we got in an hour and a half late on the way back. Yeah, it, it, we, we got pretty lucky, I think, with the, the timing on the train. They're working real hard, to, though, to keep it on, on schedule. Because they did, when, they, when that train stopped, those, those uh, conductors weren't letting anybody dog. They would say, get on the train, get on the train, get on the train. Yeah. Ticket. Show me your ticket. Yeah, they move it along. They're trying to make it <coughs> any minute that they can, and they do in that way. Well, I was going to say, technology is wonderful, except for... <laughs> This internet connection this morning, which keeps going in and out, but technology is under always. It always works except when it doesn't, and I think that's that's part of it. And um, old time rail people, I I interviewed a couple of old engineers on this show. Oh golly, two and a half years ago, and they were saying it was really better then because at least you knew, at least the telegraphers in these little towns knew where that train was said so now well not so much so <laughs> well i must say that as destinations both trinidad and las vegas new mexico were quite interesting cities as destinations i mean trinidad's really up and coming it's it's, it's making a lot of changes and uh we we walked around the town there most of that afternoon in the shops in the museum the western art Anybody remember the name of that museum? <laughs> and I don't remember the name of that artist, but it's a fabulous um, gallery. Is Are we in, talking in about in Trinidad? It was uh, uh, bought by the building <laughs> bought by it that have literally hundreds and hundreds of paintings of artists. Um, he was very prolific. He uh, never married. And he spent his life painting Western scenes. He really liked the cowboys. He liked the Southwest art. He never sold any of his work. And so the whole collection is very much together. And he goes by two initials and a last name. A.R. Mitchell. A.R. Mitchell, if anyone's heard of him. And it, it would be worth it for a person to go from here anyway, Salida to Trinidad for the day and to see that gallery. And we were fortunate enough to uh, show some interest and in, uh, the, the woman who owns the gallery took us down into the basement through a couple locked doors into the vault down below. Like I say, there were hundreds and hundreds of originals of this uh, this artist, but he never marketed his art. He just painted and stashed it away. Uh, she said it was kind of a big deal for them a number of years ago to sell 11 of these pieces off. And I don't know where they went, but that was a, a jewel. I, I didn't know that was there. And uh, Kate, who is a little bit more of a art enthusiast, Southwest art enthusiast. She was, and from that area, she's from La Junta. And uh, she was very, very interested and uh, pleasantly surprised to be able to visit. 
Um, Just uh, for the listeners and back to the train for a moment, the Southwest Chief and I suppose the other line that goes to Northern California from Chicago to Northern California, they do have an observation car that is very comfortable. You're sat up high and uh, the kind of swivel seats and they face the windows and a lot of people coach passengers and Pullman passengers spend quite a bit of time just watching the scene go by and socializing with who you're with. It's a very, very pleasant way to travel, way different than an airplane. You don't feel canned in. You've ever been on a full flight. I feel pretty canned in on a full flight. In train travel, you don't have the, um, we were talking about Amtrak schedule. You also run into these same problems with uh, Southwest and United and all of the others. They, mm-hmm. they can't always run on time, whether it's weather, whether it's equipment, whether it's staff. I don't know. I, I really like the the idea of train travel. I've taken the train to central Missouri a number of times. I've flown. I think next time I'm going to take the train. Yeah, I, I, I can see that. I, it, okay, we're going to hold you to that. If you go being lured away by one of those beasts of the air, we're going to give you trouble on this very show. <laughs> yes, on this very show. Now, it seemed like there were several topics we didn't quite get to, but maybe we will. Uh, the historic one, certainly both of these towns are loaded with history and you've got, you could go to lots of museums. One thing that I think we should mention is that particularly for, for train travelers, you're going to have some, some time. <clears throat> you're going to have some time after you visited whoever you're visiting, so on and so forth, your lunch, whatever, to, to do some of those visits. And this A.R. Mitchell Museum, certainly worth a museum visit there. The Anthropology Museum in, in uh, Trinidad, again, really worth visiting. Lots of the archaeological sites around there are featured in those sites. They, and I've never been, but they, they talk about the, um, the various dinosaur tracks that you can see. They talk about the various cliff dwellings and brush dwellings that they have uh, set up there so uh, we didn't go we didn't go to that museum but it's worth it's up at the university there in uh, trinidad and uh, worth worth seeing how they how it all happened my gosh very very interesting there i think now i was going to ask alan this alan you said you had looked at the possibilities of maybe walking in there again and seeing some of the dinosaur tracks and maybe some of those dwellings in the side of the cliffs there and did you ever get back in there? No, I never got never got all the way back at where I, I really wanted to go. No, it was it's always a timing thing. But if I were going, if I had an overnight there, there'd be plenty of time to do that then. Um, well, one, one thing we wanted to touch on, Forrest, is the um, the film making that goes on in Las Vegas, New Mexico. is It's very interesting. The uh, Netflix series Longmire is filmed right in and around um, the downtown plaza in uh, Las Vegas. And those of you that know uh, Longmire, it supposedly takes place in Azaruka. Something like that. As Roca County, 
Wyoming. Wyoming. And so they have that on the door. And uh, apparently when they're shooting, the, those uh, stars are around. And then one of the Coen Brothers movies, uh, No Country for Old Men, was uh, filmed in and around that town. And I heard from the hostess at the hotel that um, the actor, and I'm not going to be able to come up with his name, he stayed at the hotel for eight months. She said he was a regular guest and was around. A dark-headed guy. Anyway, they're very friendly there. I guess it's tax-wise and otherwise to having movie companies, filming crews and stuff like that. And oh, wouldn't it be fun to be down there when something like that was going on? Even in the silent film days, uh, Las Vegas, New Mexico was a big Film destination. Always has been, I guess. Yeah. Uh, we, we, we always talk about the bar car. Yeah. We didn't mention the dining car. The dining car is back. It's back to white tablecloth service the way you remember it. But it's only open to people who have uh, purchased a roomette or a sleeper. It's not open to coach. I'm assuming they'll get around to it at some time reopening. But uh, if you... If you do a long distance train trip, you definitely will need a roomette or you should have a roomette or a sleeper for long distance. And that makes the dining car then it's included in the price of your ticket. Yes. And we have talked about this before on the show in that um, the coach is very reasonable way to travel. The Pullman uh, sleepers are it's expensive, but it does include all your meals. And it's a, it's, it's a deluxe thing. And I guess you just need to look at it like that. The $30 ticket for a round trip between Trinidad and Las Vegas, New Mexico was $30. If you were to change that to a, a sleeper arrangement, it was something like $300. So it, it's not like twice as much. It's almost like time, times 10 as much. I rode Pullman a little bit when I, as a younger man, when my father worked for the Santa Fe, because he, he got that stuff. <laughs> and so and now I feel very fortunate <laughs> to have uh, been able to do that. And we didn't talk about our own hobo who has also purchased a house in Las Vegas. I know hobo Wayne, uh, <laughs> AKA freight train Wayne. So, that's another reason to go to Las Vegas, New Mexico, is to visit a hobo with with a with a house. And that's, he's a real tour guide. Great tour guide. Very knowledgeable. Yeah, he is a tour guide. Oh, my. Well, there's some the world of rails is out there and yeah. uh, there's so many trains to ride. And um, you might say so little time, but I don't know. There's one thing about rails. There's time. Mm-hmm. And it says. Yeah, somebody said it's it's uh, there's not only all the time you've got all the time so that's true too yep 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 that's true too well what what do my distinguished guests want to say before we throw the fusee out the back platform and so tell the head engineer up there and Rick White land to to begin to let the steam out mm-hmm. <laughs> it's about this trip we just took would all of us take it again? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I would like to say this. Oh, uh, yeah. 
and I did on the first part of this show, uh, online listeners really consider hitting that donate button. Send any amount of money to KHIN that you can. We need money to run this rail radio station, and it's not going to our uh, show station uh, <laughs> or. We're all volunteers down here, and we appreciate any dollars that you can share with us. And I say, if you're going to go there. If they give us some money, will we get an internet connection, stay stable? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, more more money would be better in Okay, we're wrapping it up here. That's been another the second half of our uh, edition of On the Rails with me, your host, Forrest Whitman. And uh, thanks to our special guest, Alan Lane. And thanks always to our engineer. We don't often hear a lot from Rick White. And we heard a lot from him today, which was, I guess, good. I thought it was good. We'll see what he says afterwards. Anyway, anyway. Oh, we're hearing the, we're hearing the whistle. We're coming uh-huh. into the final. Always a the pleasure. Final station. All right. Let's, let's, okay, roll down the window, get ready to yell on the part on... Two, three, eyeball! Eyeball! Cahan is supported in part by Hilltop Broadband. Hilltop Broadband for residential and business wireless internet service. Servicing Salida and Poncho Springs in Chaffee County, as well as areas in Fremont County, Custer County, and more. To experience the Hilltop difference and request new customer information, email info at hilltop-broadband.com or call toll-free 877-783-2889.